What is the meaning of life? Are we all born with a predetermined essence and pathway for our future? Or do we develop our own identities as an individual? Do the constructs of society decide our fate? Or can we form into the person we wish to be? Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Novel Dissection Podcast, where I analyze key aspects of important novels. I'm your host, Matthew Overveld, and today I will be discussing the presence and significance of existentialism throughout the novel Brother by David Cheriandi, and how it corresponds with our real world. Cheriandi's novel, Brother, supports an existentialist reading by setting it in a neighborhood populated with minorities and less affluent citizens, which allows characters to define their own essence, despite the circumstances of their existence. It demonstrates that through desire, belief, and perseverance, you create your own meaning in life. You are responsible for your own existence. This is presented through the difference in mindsets of Aisha and the neighborhood rebels, as well as how Ruth raises her sons with discipline as she envisions a better future for them. Let us start off by talking about Aisha. She is an intelligent girl who was raised in the same poor housing block as Michael and his family. However, since she was young, she's realized that it's still possible to succeed in life and overcome the odds for her future. Aisha seems to read an endless number of books, she's successful at school, and she does her best to stay out of trouble. This work ethic, along with her love of learning and her burning desire for prosperity, has awarded her with a scholarship to a university, something that is seemingly impossible for someone from a neighborhood like the park to obtain. Michael describes her as the sort of girl the world considers an example or the exception, and the sort of girl to have a future, as Ruth likes to say. Put into this world in an unfortunate situation, Aisha has made the best of what she has through strong belief in herself, and she has shaped her own identity, inside and out. Proving the presence of existentialism in a novel, Aisha has discovered what truly makes her the well-rounded person she is, and who she has the potential to become. This is opposite to that of the unruly criminals that lurk around the park, who seem to have distinct nihilist mindsets with limited perseverance to achieve greater things in life. They continue to sabotage their futures by committing crimes and forming a negative self-identity upon themselves, one that no parent would ever consider to be a role model for their children. Aristotle, a monumental figure in ancient Greek philosophy, as well as an inveterate nihilist, believed that our essence as humans is to be rational animals and that your essence is something absolutely central to you. The neighborhood rebels seem to believe in this unambitious mindset, as for them, we are incapable of changing who we truly are and what values we have to offer to this world. Francis' neighborhood friend, Anton, is a prime example of this, as he gets himself involved into gang violence and is unable to find his true essence. This leads to him, unfortunately, yet somewhat unsurprisingly, being shot and killed in front of Francis. This seems to not only be the sad reality for many characters in the novel, but for many people in the real world as well. It's heartbreaking to see someone with such envisioned aspirations simply squander them because they are continuing on a path that they perceive to be predetermined. These are oftentimes established by stereotypes of their gender, financial situation, or even race, such as not finishing school and becoming gang affiliated. It is crucial that they are not fulfilled by the values they are born with, but rather that they continue providing effort into discovering what their true meaning in life is like many others do. 
Michael's mother is also an excellent example of how people can create their own identity in life and how it can have a considerable impact on others. Ever since her husband left, Ruth has been a resilient, hardworking, and most importantly, caring mother for her two boys. Her purpose in life seems to be to support her children and to set them up for success later in life, even if it means giving up her own. According to Michael, she was unwilling to either seek or accept help from others, unwilling to suffer any small blow to her sense of independence or her vision of eventual arrival. Even granted their low financial status, she has a desire for her kids to find interest and value in life and not convert into the stereotypical kid from a neighborhood such as the park. Living in such a racist society makes achieving these goals much more difficult for their family, but they do their best to stay resilient. This is demonstrated when the police shoot and kill Francis while in Desiris, and after he was yelling at them, saying, It's happening today. You're going to tell me what I've done. Francis, like many other people in the neighborhood, was sick and tired of the constant unnecessary police checks and violence towards people of color, and he did not want this to hold him back in life. He was doing the honorable thing by standing up for his community, and the response was to shoot and kill him unjustifiably. Racism is present for the family, even when they are simply performing everyday activities, such as going to the mall. There was an instance where the three of them were at the Eden Center and encountered some white kids that referred to them as you people, and later called Ruth a very racist name, including the N-word. This directly relates to a quote from the 13th documentary, mentioning that it seems that in America we haven't so much ended racial caste, but simply redesigned it. Racism is still very present worldwide, and whether it affects people directly or indirectly, it can greatly hinder one's ability to uncover their true identity and meaning in life. Ruth moved to Canada, which is sometimes referred to as a land of opportunity, to give her children a better shot at life. When she goes to visit her family back in her home country of Trinidad, they all seem to be convinced that her quality of life is superior and that she is able to live almost worry-free. This is unsurprising as the media outlets will typically exhibit the protests against racism and the funding provided for lower class people. However, as proven above, she still faces endless difficulties. This is a very similar idea uh, that Charles M. Blow, a writer for the New York Times, was elaborating upon. He mentioned that there's not much attention guided towards helping communities such as the park, and even when there seems to be progress made, it inevitably fades over time. Ruth understands this and is quite aware that their society does not favor her or her children when it comes to future success in life. She decides to take matters into her own hands when raising Michael and Francis by maintaining resilience against the factors dragging her down, such as racism and the displacement they are capable of feeling even in their own country. Her strictness is clearly displayed through Michael and Francis's independence and reluctance to give up something that they desire and the general outlook they bear on the world. In closing, the novel displays the presence and influence of existentialism through various events and how it exists all around us. It provides readers with numerous characters, almost all of whom have a different meaning in life, with some who still seem to be finding their own despite the challenges they are facing. That will be it for this episode of the Novel Dissection Podcast. I hope you all now understand the examples of existentialism throughout the novel Brother and how characters can transform into the person that they desire to be. I would like all of you listening right now to consider what you are currently doing to help yourself find the purpose in your life. 
What are you doing to construct your personal identity inside and out? Again, thanks for listening and hope to see you again soon. Goodbye.